Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. We're your Hi everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the putting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, honey, but through our own lens, which can be a little peppery, a little salty, definitely a little spicy. I mean, come on. But at the end of the day, hopefully, if we try mildly, a little bit at the end, dessert-wise, sweet. Hi! We're pumped to give you, honeys, and we didn't even realize we were going to give it to you, but here we are. We're pumped to give you the season finale of Love During Lockup or Love After Lockup, as we will. I know this episode's called Love Obsessed, and I don't even know what number it is. It was like season four, episode 30. Let's just say that. Or season two, episode nine. I don't even, who, who knows? But the point of the story is it was the finale of this. It's called Love Obsessed. And we also got, you know, the prerequisite, like, where are they now kind of thing. So we have a juicy ep to discuss. Now we're also on the road. So for our Patreon peeps, Wa will be in and out of video as she deals with hotel Wi-Fi. We all know that life. So we give her like props for, you know, being on the road and doing the thing, doing the damn thing. Are you having fun in Vegas? Have you have you won anything, Wa? No, I'm not planning on gambling or doing anything like that. Like I'm here just for a very specific reason. And then I'm going to actually try to get my flight back home earlier. I don't know. I'm staying at the Rio and it, this, it was the wrong choice. It was the wrong <gasps> choice. Oh, is your whole, yeah. but did you have to stay there? Everyone's staying there? No, I asked where everyone was staying and everyone was like, oh, I don't know. And then because of that, like, I, I don't live in, I don't know. Like I live in like, hey, let's do this thing, make a choice and like move on. So mm-hmm. I needed to make a choice. And since the event is at the Rio, I just was like, oh, I'll just get oh. a hotel at the Rio then because that makes yeah. the most sense. And then I realized then like yesterday, or like, I don't know, Tuesday I asked, like where everybody was staying and then they were like oh my sister was like i'm staying at my friend's house my brother i think he said mandalay bay and then my parents Ooh. are staying at the palms so like you know <laughs> you know what god, just, bless, god bless your brother's wife because i know that kenya put in hard for that mandalay bay girl and i hope she's enjoying the hamam there i really do i mean i just don't know anything about vegas and they go all the time me? Oh, because I'm, you know, I don't want to make you the man, you know, I'm not good at doing research. So like sometimes like I ask and then, and not just you, you're not the only person because it's like a trait throughout my life. I ask people advice on on what I should do and they get kind of upset and are like, you should Google it or I don't know. And they don't want to be responsible. And I'm not saying you, it's a lot of people. So I know it's a problem. So sometimes like when I ask and people are just like, oh, I don't know. Or like, eh, and, I, and I'm like, okay, well, they don't want to tell me. They don't want to be involved. So I just have to do what I what I can, you know. But, you know, don't worry. I'm getting better at it. You know, honestly, the thing I'm worried about most is that you're not going to play any Buffalo Gold. Like, that's, it's hard hitting for me. So is there no Buffalo Gold there? Buffalo? No, there's tons of it. I see it and I want to sit down and I'm just like, I'm too stressed. 
you know, spending all the money to get stuff for my apartment and spending money to fly out here and then just stay. Like normally when I travel, my job pays for it. And so <laughs> when I had to pay for it all out of my pocket, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> no, I get that. So yeah, it was just, I'm taking spirit back home, guys. Don't tell no. me. No. Yeah, it was the only flight. I tried so hard to get another flight out. And so now I'm just like, well, maybe if I call and just see and like, just like, I don't want to take spirit home. Like I'm staying in the Rio and this, up, this, like, I want to show you guys a picture of this rug. It's brown and it's got, it's like, it's definitely giving like a, a vibe of fake seventies. I mean, it's not shag, but it's brown. And it's like, I'm like, Ooh, this carpet has seen some, some action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's brown for a reason, honey. They don't have to clean it. But yeah, I, I know the. I know you are probably just not walking on anything a bit. There's just like five pairs of socks on each feet. You know, like I know you're not. Your skin's not touching anything. But I know you. So you know I have clippers. Like don't you know? You know I have clippers. I know you do, honey. I know you do. Okay, so having said that, uh, for our listeners, we also dropped episode one of the Harry and Meghan docu series that's on Netflix, and that's happening. That's already on our feed because Wa like learned audacity to give it to you super fast so god bless look at her just like living in the lap of non-luxury <laughs> just staying, in the, staying in the lap of non-luxury but also giving the people what they need so thank you Wa. i mean apparently i don't I, I should look i don't i should look to see how it's doing because i did oh is it doing well no okay <laughs> so let's get into this okay do you have a couple you want to start with no let's just go in the order that we saw initially and that was justine and mike yeah by the way just interesting by the way that you know obviously as we said this is there they are as we said we're gonna go through the couples this is the season finale and at the end they give this little like wrap up they didn't even care to give us one more morsel of emily and dory They were like, we know we did it. We're sorry. You know, like they, they not, not even like one scene, one scene of her, like, I mean, nothing. Anyway, but they obviously gave us a little like word wrap up, but like basically over nothing. So let's get into Justina Michael. So it's now one day to his release and she's very excited. Now, she, now her choices, her fashion choices this episode revolve around really just two onesie bodysuits now it's day and night now the first one day the one that we see her in the opening scene is a cloudy blue like care bear onesie it's short and um her body is banging now in this scene she kind and she's also wearing by the way like a bedazzled chain that says juju on it you know her name is justine so she is like so excited he calls her she jumps in bed there's like a huge picture of him by the bed now of course last time they got into a fight because she's been snooping and like figuring out whether the car that he gave her is like a legal situation for her to drive and she told him about that and he was like upset and hung up so now like they're they apologize they're cool wow i mean yeah so she, he also bought her that chain too that that's something i remember from the last episode that he made mention mm. that he bought her that juju chain and so like the funniest thing that happens is that she's like i'm really nervous for mike to come out uh, that's my Melissa voice. Oh, I don't can't I can hear it, but I can't mimic it right now. I'm really nervous for 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 Mike because you know we've been waiting for so long, and then the phone rings and she becomes a ninja. She like literally backflips over a cameraman yes. and like just trampolines onto her bed to answer the phone. And I thought to myself, girl, if 
If you were going to break your neck to get to that phone, why didn't you just plug it into the wall next to you? Is there something that happens where like sometimes they call, but oh no, they can't call. So they'd hang up really fast. Or she's just like, she's just, yeah, she's excited for her man, I guess. But she, I mean, yeah, she jumped in this bed, honey. Like she's like 13 and they're like, Harry Styles on the phone. She's like, yay. You know, she just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she does one of those like trampoline, like, you know, when gymnasts are like running, they run, run, run. And then they jump on that bar and then they do like a flip over the bar and they flip and they land with their hands yeah. up in the air. Like it was like that to me. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She stuck the landing. Yeah. She's like, hello. And she she answers the phone as though she didn't just do that. Hi. Yeah, she does a good job. I love you. And he's like, no, you're perfect. And she's like, say it again. And I'm like, so happy for her. Like, I'm I'm happy that she, after like three baby daddies has found this drug dealer to take care of her and buy her chains and cars. Like I, you know what? I'm happy for her in a way that I will never be happy for Meghan Markle and Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because you feel like it's a more under, like, it's just like, okay, yes, you got what you wanted in the end, which is like some guy to love you and take care of you. But it just seems like it's a little more feasible than Meghan Markle's like, I put a dog filter on a video and my friend posted it and I don't know the Prince of England sign. Now we're yeah. in love. <laughs> yeah, look at her love. <laughs> Shut up, fucking stupid bitch. Anyways. <laughs> just, just, I gotta oh, finish watching it. I gotta finish watching Wait, what? I said I gotta finish watching it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just like, Wa feels like, honey, when you can't see her face, she can say whatever she wants is this gray dot. Okay, so <laughs> so anyway, like, you know, Justine's like a little bit worrying about how the parenting's gonna go. She has three kids. He has kids. She like, you know, I, I don't, she's like, basically wants him to tell her, like, what's the custody agreement? And like, what's your baby mama's gonna be like? And he only basically is like, well, they're gonna have to listen. And now you're on top of the totem pole. And, I, and she like, seems okay with that. But it just seems like, well, is that what you're asking? Like, top of the totem pole? Well, like, does that mean I, okay great and i kind of would assume so because i'm like your wife now like it, you know god bless in the sense of like how priorities go but at the same time like is it i'm gonna be picking up all the kids and what's my what's the energy i'm gonna get on the other side well i mean think about it because he has to deal the same thing with her exes too right so i think as a baby mama she understands like what being a baby mama is right so I, the top of the totem pole just means that like you are my number one, but he still has to take care of his his baby mamas to a certain extent. He still has to like be nice to them and whatever the kids need, he needs to provide. You know, so he he has to have a relationship with them. I because I think he has like four kids, so let's assume there's at minimum two baby mamas and at max four. So and at some point, like he probably I don't know how how many of them he actually loved, and some of them he actually just dropped you know, busted up the club and then walked away. But, but I think, and the same thing with Justine, like she has three baby daddies. I mean, listen, I don't know that she has three baby daddies, but her kids look all distinctly different. That oldest one definitely doesn't share a father with the the other two. The oldest one is like her father's wife or like a light Latino or something. And so like Justine also has to deal with them. So, I mean, like thinking about, and she wants to have more kids. Like, so they already are going to have a family of seven, what is that math? Four and three, seven kids. Yeah. And then like whatever kid she's going to have with Mike. A girl. A she girl. Very, uh, she wants a baby girl. 
Yeah, but like also she doesn't get a baby girl. She's going to try. If she gets a boy, she's going to try for a girl. She's going to keep trying until she gets a girl. You know what I'm saying? But, but like, yeah, like, so there's a lot that their family is about to go through. And I thought that was pretty responsible of her to have this conversation with them, at least on camera, so that we can see that she isn't a total crazy person. Because I, I don't know about you, but for whatever reason, I don't, as much as I was like, oh, Justine gets on my nerves. I, I don't see her situation as crazy as some of the other ones. And maybe it's because we're picking up on it when he only had 60 days left, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that really, really helps. Also, what really helps is that for some reason, he can provide way more for her. Everyone else, they have to provide. But this is, this is what it's, the difference is. All the other women on here were dealing with their storylines being with someone who's an addict, who doesn't have teeth, who's going to come out and have to build a life again. Yeah. But for some reason, Justine's storyline is she's dating a street mogul who does things, honey. You know what I'm saying? And we don't, we, we, yes, he sold drugs, but he's not an addict. So there's like something, yeah. and he has money, there's money there, you know? And so it's like, it's the balance is different, right? We don't feel like she is making, we don't feel like she's throwing her life and her kids away for this. Now I'm not saying she's, perhaps making some decisions to get herself involved in something that might be nefarious down the line. I'm not saying I'd make all the same decisions as her, but doesn't that seem the difference? Like, listen, yeah. Like with Justine and Jessica, like Jessica, every moment of Jessica's storyline after a certain point, I was like, absolutely not get this, get this woman away. What, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, but it's not so much with Justine. We're like, Oh, he can take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have that fancy car. So anyway. Okay. So, Yes. Yeah, so she has this conversation with her kids. As we said, she had, they have the three kids. She has one son who's like, okay, you know, okay. So she basically, she's like, I'm sorry, I want to have one more kid and I want to be a girl. So her oldest daughter's like, really? And she's like, yeah, sorry, you're leaving. I'd like need more girl time. And mom, and she's like, I'm kind of like sad that my mom wants to like, you know, move on. And we're like, well, girl, you're like old. The you little boy wait, is like, I, me. yeah. Wait, wait, can I say this? Did yeah. you, when she's like, well, you're going to college in a few months. Did you kind of notice the girl like look away? when she said that as though like that is not true like <laughs> it pants to her and she like looks to the left like what oh. that is what i saw i was like why do people pretend like their kids are going to college like don't like is that girl going to college justine or is she just gonna go to like is she leave what i'm saying is not is she leaving to go to a college or is she, or like a, a, a next level university, or is she just going to like take classes at the local like JC and live at home still? You know what I'm saying? I, I, do like, know, I do know what you're saying. And it's an astute, I didn't pick up on it personally, but I see what you're saying. Listen, I hope the girl, listen, higher education is a great thing. And I don't know, but. But she don't have to do it. And so I think it's so weird when sometimes people want folks to think that they have done well raising their kids or that their kids yeah. are so smart that they're going to go to college. I'm like, you don't need to do, we live in a time now that's a where like having a degree is great and it helps in, in very certain businesses and like business lines and jobs, but it doesn't always, those of us who like went to school to get a degree, like in arts and like whatever, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we studied art. Like we're not scholars <laughs> and it might, it, it doesn't necessarily lend to how much you make now. I don't know. That's just what I'm seeing in the, in the world these days as an HR professional, like 
I hate telling people that I have a degree. I'd rather tell them I don't because when they're like, oh, what in? I'm like, first of all, it was 20 years ago. And second of all, it was in theater. So like, what, what do you want from me? I don't know anything. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, especially in the concept of making money, but um, I do know things because we are scholars of theater. I know. I mean, we know playwrights. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> honey Mamet, Honey Williams, Honey Chekhov. Okay, fine. Tartuffe. I mean, sorry, we know Moliere, Rose, Moliere and stuff like sure. that. Yeah. Okay, so you don't think I know a French fucking farce, honey? What? Okay, but uh, <laughs> I am a cutting maid. That's all I am. <laughs> so having said all that, yeah, I didn't notice that part. That part's funny, but yeah, obviously, I also like was everybody was really cute when the little boy's like, "But mommy, can I sleep in your bed one more time?" And she's like, "Okay, but you really got to get over this, especially because what I'm trying to tell you all is tomorrow there'll be a grown ass man here, here, but space." taken up by a grown big man sitting here at the couch in mommy's bed a man so just like prepare your lives prepare your eyes for a big man here tomorrow you know yeah <laughs> yeah so after that conversation happens and then you know the kids are like okay and she does she wake up the next morning and the kid was in the bed and you know i felt good about that she probably cuddled him really really good it's really early in the morning and she gets a fo- she has a phone call with you know michael's mom who's basically like i you know can't even like fathom what's happening i can't wait to see him she has to wake up early and drive to go get him, like, you know, obviously early in the morning. Now, what we then fun we get is two things. A, a shot of her walking out. She's wearing, like, a bananas outfit into a car that we know isn't the car of the season, which is her gift car from the wedding, which is obviously the Mercedes. We're like, what the hell kind of car is this? And where did this car come from? Then it gets all of these, like, shots of beautiful fall foliage, like, fall foliage. And she's, like, driving up in this fancy-ass car to go get him. Yeah, and, like... And then we get to hear that it's his car because, again, he's like a mogul, street mogul, that he's had this fancy-ass six-figure car for six years since he's been just in prison, like, and it's just been sitting at his cousin's house. So she gets that car and drives, honey, like, up like Michelle fucking Pfeiffer. I mean, black cat suit, zip, onesie, you know what I'm saying? She, like, she literally goes and picks up Batman, like hot girl Batman pickup. I love she looks it. Great. She looks absolutely fantastic. She knows it. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that it's it's that fashion nova body. And I'm like, good for you. Like, I want to know, like, how tall are you? How much do you weigh? Like, it's all in the right spots. Good for her. And like, and also, if I ever find out that he paid for her to get like some kind of liposuction, he will be number one in my in my book. Oh, he- like, if he's like, if he's like, yeah, babe, go go on ahead and get your your tummy flat. Oh. Uh, I know. Yeah, you need that. You need that. Like I do too. There's like whatever. It's just the mentality of whatever my woman wants. I got her. Yeah. And it's and it's you know there's different cultures in which and communities in which you know that kind of like mindset exists, right? Yeah. You know, like obviously he's like you know are they in Pennsylvania? So like you know. He's like a rapper, you know, like dealer, you know, from like Pennsylvania. But it's like that kind of mentality is like that, like mafia mentality. You know, he could if they were like Italians it'd be the exact same thing. Like everything we're seeing from their relationship. It's funny to me because I'm like, she could be wearing like furs, you know what I'm saying? And driving around a fancy car, you know, and, you know, it's just like it's yeah, it's just like this kind of old school, old traditional. Yeah, just like it feels like 1940s style. Like gender, you know, I, yeah. Like, I think because he takes care of he must take care of his mother too, right? I feel like sometimes you have situations where people see their parents go through things 
and then they it, it activates whatever in them that's already kind of innate in them to be that kind of caregiver and to be that all-encompassing person and to go out there and like do that. And I think that that's not, I think that that's rare. I think that we, I think like maybe Hollywood has like glamorized it, but I don't think it's like, it's, it's, we, there are more marks in the world. Uh, <laughs> there are more like, you know, men who are in prison and who can't figure it out. And then Marks, who were like awkward and like managed to find somebody just because of like familial ties, but are like good with money. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, it takes all kinds, right? But <laughs> I think that it's a very specific macho guy that gets romanticized. That, and again, you know, I always say it's always detrimental to women because when we don't get that, we're like confused. <laughs> yeah, we are confused. So let's talk about basically this is what happens. So they've set up their reunion, right? This whole time he gets out, she looks hot. It's the car, you know, God bless. So uh, she gets out of the car, you know, and she's like, parked up. She's like, I think he's coming. And then she's like, you know, I think I see him. And then for each couple now, we're going to get the cup, the, 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 the catch up. So then we learn in graphics that Justine and Michael will be on the next season. Oh my God. What of love during lockup. No, I love after lockup because now it's literally after, after he got out. And so instead of actually giving us them meeting, we see his feetsies walk up, not his face, kind of like a soundbite of like, oh, shit, or oh, fuck, whatever it is. And then her walking up and then like out to be, to be continued. Here, let me try to show you this. This is what Justine put on her Instagram and rewatch reality redid it. And so... Let me put up my camera. Let me put it up. Okay. Oh well, you know what? Should I send it to you? Wait. Oh, it's not. What's What's here? Can I send it to you? Oh, that's Michael Jackson. Yeah, you can send it to me. Okay. Okay. Who knows where so... it's going to get to? But I didn't get to see that part because I watched it on YouTube and it shut off right when she got out of the Batman car. The Batman car was so funny. Well, like I don't know what it was. Just like it just like made me like it was. You know, I don't know what it is. Some people, there's a lot of scenes that happen that in this episode where I'm like, oh, this is so forced. This is so forced. And it's interesting what annoys me and what doesn't. That didn't annoy me. I can't believe I have to drive get there on Spirit. Like, and Spirit is so ch- like I didn't, I did, I've never taken it right. And it, it was it, it basically Expedia marketed to me as the only flight that was leaving Vegas to Minneapolis. And so I'm like, that can't be possible. But like, whatever. And so so then I book it, right? And then they're like, hey, check your bags, check your bags. Like, keep emailing me. And I'm like, why do I need to check my bag? And then I was talking to somebody else and telling them they kept emailing me. And he's like, no, go check your bag. Because if you go there without checking your bag prior to, checking your bag will cost you $100. And I was like, what? And he's like, no, like, that's where they get you because nobody else makes you do that. So they'll, they'll charge you a hundred dollars. Like, so it's cheaper if you do it prior to, so I'm like, okay. So then I was like doing it and then they're like, Oh, pick your seat. And I'm like, and then like, they're like, this seat is $66. This six seat is 30, $33. And I was like, wait a minute. I already, I already bought a ticket and my ticket doesn't include a seat. And then it's like, yeah, if you don't pick your seat, then we're going to just going to put you wherever randomly. And then like, so all the ones they allow you to choose that are like ideal. <laughs> more money so i ended up having to pay an extra 128 dollars just to get my bag checked and to uh because they don't allow back 
if that makes any sense. Yeah, they nickel and dime you. They are nickeling. Oh, there we go. So this is the picture that Justine put up of them. And okay, Mike is cute. Oh, Mike is hot. Like, I wanted to say that because I had been talking about how, like, I didn't think he was hot and he was cute or whatever. But, like, yeah, I'm, I wanted to just apologize and say this man is fine. Can you imagine this man giving you all that stuff? Okay, let's just read, let's read what she said. Welcome home, Michael. I told you the first time I, saw, I seen you that I'd wait for you. I went 1,157 days strong, loyal, and right by your side. You have me forever, my love. No need to worry. I missed you terribly. There were many nights I cried myself to sleep, and now I sleep wrapped in your arms. We made it, babe. We did everything they said we couldn't. Here's to the next chapter of love, blessings, and whatever else comes along. I love you, big daddy. Welcome home, Montana Mills. And then he says, I love you so much, baby girl. Thank you for being the greatest person to walk into my life. You have no idea how many times I thank God for bringing us together or your mom. (laughs) I'm a strong man, but I'm weak without you. I love you, queen. That last part. That last part. Yeah. I'm a strong man, but I'm weak without you. I love you. queen. Okay. Now we're starting to see how he might be a rapper. You know, like he's good with words. He's also hot, hot, hottie, hot, hot, hot. Yeah, but the problem is, is that the way this person knows how to make is a dangerous way. You know, this is not a hot, hot lawyer. You know, this is not it. I know it. Hot, like, you know, he's a businessman of the streets. You know what I'm saying? But this is not like a hot, hot, you know, talent agent or a hot, hot like sports agent or music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I hundred percent. Who, if he is going to make be a rapper, is going to be out on the road doing whatever. So Justine's going to be home alone a lot. Or, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. The funny thing is, I, I totally get what you're saying, but it's like, you know how there's some people who like, okay. Dave East is obviously a rapper and he's gorgeous, right? Like model gorgeous. But you're like, no, you totally keep rapping. But also like you could, you know, like, you know, literally Fendi could, or whatever, like there could be houses of fashion and that's going to like pluck you and use you. You know what I'm saying? You're hottest, you know, your face, you're facially gifted. He's tall and facially gifted. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like he could, you know, if he ascertained a certain amount of name for himself in the rap world, he could very much like sell products. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're right. Not no products. Like, I hope that he would do it. He should be an influencer. Right. We need to tell him. We need he's to DM hot. and tell we need to DM Montana Mills and tell him listen, look, this is what we've decided. You can't go back to prison, okay? And we need to spend as much time with Justine as possible and then 17 kids. So go on ahead and just become an influencer. Start with Tommy T and go from there. <laughs> yeah, remember the hot felon that everyone was obsessed with for like a hot ass second? That really hot guy yeah. that was like a model for a second. I think he married some like rich heiress. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're still together, I think. Like, listen, it works. Listen, why were they, they, first of all, could you imagine if he ever got on an episode of Love After or whatever lockup? It would be the happiest moment of my life. Anyway, should we move on to another couple or should we do 30 minutes on one? <laughs> okay, so the next one is Chelsea. We never like ever cared about Chelsea enough to really get a picture of her. So it's Chelsea and Mikey and let's talk about it. 
Okay, so with this episode with Chelsea and Mikey, we've got Chelsea getting ready in the morning with her son Trevor, who now I realize is biracial. And I know what you guys are like, why is she always caring about race? Because it's important to me. I live in America and I'm black. And so this <laughs> child is <laughs> laughing at her. <laughs> you know. This- this child is like getting ready with the mom and he's like, oh, I really hope that I could meet Mikey. And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I wouldn't mean Chelsea. You don't know. We all know that this child is not. This whole scene was like set up and fake. So they get into the car and they go to start driving there. They get there. The guard tells them no, that the boy can't come. And so he, she's like, but there's a park around the corner. And so just for a moment, we all think, that Chelsea's going to be the worst mom on the face of this planet and go and find that park and drop that little kid off and just go back to the prison. But it turns out she happens to have a friend at that park fucking waiting right there for the son so that they could play baseball. And then uh, she takes her happy ass back to the prison and sees Mikey. And I guess it's great. And then she takes uh, her son to the drive-in during the day. Chris? I couldn't believe it. I was like, the, what do you get the, you're gonna wait. You're gonna leave your son right God by himself at a pr- park by a prison? Is that? <laughs> I couldn't believe. I was like, I this woman is insane. And then they they never explain it. Just this other blonde woman just runs up like, hi, Trevor. And I'm just like, oh, look. well, that's fucking convenient. Okay, yeah. Basically, the only thing that ever happened like this is boring me. I don't know why. It's, whatever. Basically, the only thing we can say is that Chelsea's like. By the way, when I went to like meet him, I realized he's has a whole ass hearing aid. This MFR, this entire time's been like whatever, hearing impaired, and then like never bothered to tell me when like God bless, you know, I'm like deaf. So like, I'm at one point she's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, we never came up. And that is the most guy. Like I just like, it never came up as you learned a whole ass sign language because this lovely lady you're talking to has a hearing impairment or whatever. I don't know is differently abled hearing wise. You never were like, oh cool, just you know. Also. Me too. You know, like guys are so weird. Like, right, Well, I mean, I guess I'm just like, I, I've decided that any man who would do that, I have to let go. Like yesterday I was, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I, I well, you what? Forget to tell you something? If they, if they negated to tell me something that was relevant to conversations in which he and I have had several times. Another thing is if a guy doesn't laugh at my jokes, I have to let you go. And you get three chances. And if you don't laugh at three jokes in a row, I can't talk to you. Like, I, you, you, something is wrong with you. You're one of these people who, like, doesn't like it when women tell jokes and has, or, or like, is dumb and doesn't get the joke. B, yeah. Well, so, like, I have to let you go. And it's, like, sad that we live in a world in which, like, I mean, those of you who are listening to this, you know I'm funny. And you know that I can't help but, like, tell a joke even if it's inappropriate, even if I'm at work, <laughs> which are, I mean, I'd stop myself at work, but I often say out loud, I have a joke that I didn't say just now. Cause then they're like, Oh, <laughs> but anyways, like I can't be with somebody. So the fact that Mikey never told her, and then he says it's because you never asked, is she supposed to ask, Hey, I'm deaf. Are you as well? Or her hard hearing? Is that was that supposed to be? Like, yeah. So like, she's like, I know Mikey couldn't hurt a fly. And I'm just, she's like, I'm so in love with him and I'm so happy. And then her son asks if Mikey is going to be his dad. And she's like, I can't answer that question. And I said, oh, Trevor, that man is not there for you. That man is there for her. 
And then she's going to say that my son has never had a father figure. And I said, so you mean a man who has a rap sheet longer than your arm is going to be that father figure for your, your child? Your, your child does have a father figure. His peepaw or his papa yeah. or whatever, your father. <laughs> like, that's his father figure. Stop. I hate when women say things like that. Like, oh, they, this person doesn't have a father figure. If there is an uncle or a really good best friend or like any man in their life, that is their figure. That is their male figure. And just like, let everybody know that that's, what, that's what's up. But like, yeah, I just, she just, she's really about herself. And it's unfortunate. I know she loves her child. And I think two things can be true, that there are women out there who love their children, boots the house down. But having a partner is always going to be mildly more important to them because that is what they need to survive. And I think yeah. that Jessica is the same way too. Is that her name? Jessica and Dustin? Yeah. I think she's the same way too. Like if they're just, they're just people in this world who will move heaven and earth to have a partner and they will feel like you're, my kids will be fine. They don't need me, but I need this other person. And yeah. I think that's what Chelsea is. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And I mean, really, Chris, this woman took son to a drive-in movie in the daytime. You can't see the screen in the daytime. Drive-in movies are for nighttime. Also, while that car, they, like, I kept looking in the car, like, very, very stained, especially, like, um, where the heads go on the car. And I, like, shuddered. I, you know, because, like, we're, we're I don't really think about the people's cars, but then sometimes, like, because of, like, the advent of Uber, I've had to, like, think about how other, like, when I see other people's cars, it's, like, I pay attention to it because I'm, like, therefore like putting myself in there and thinking if I had ordered an Uber over an Uber Comfort and what my experience would be if I was sitting there. And to me, Chelsea's car looks very smelly. Oh, it looks smelly, you know? And like, so when she, she went to the drive, what? She smokes in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She does smell. Also speaking of Jessica, we can go right into her. Jessica was also smoking this, this episode too. Um, not the word, the smoking police, but for some reason, yes. because you rarely see it on TV anymore, like it's like obviously, like you know, we're children of a late a, a yesteryear where smoking on TV wasn't like the weirdest thing ever, but now it is. Like you know, it kind of is, and so every time I see it, it like pops out at me. But also the same thing in real life. If I'm not in Vegas or in Europe, if someone's smoking, it's always a moment of me momently like just clocking it, judging yeah. it, whatever. Maybe yes, maybe no, depending on where it is in life. You know, like. Sometimes I judge only if it's like, oh, you're going to be in your car with the windows rolled up smoking a cigarette. Like, to me, I'm just like, ooh, ooh, it's just, you know, it's like, how do you do it? But anyway, well. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Like, when I moved to New York City and I saw so many people smoking, I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, in L.A., people aren't out on the street smoking. And if they are, they're, like, in an alley. And they're, like, usually young and, like, comics or something. But they're not, like, on the street. They're in the back of the of the alley like it's it's such a weird thing but like in, in california for sure and then like you know as we as i traveled through the midwest like people were smoking in bars i'm right now in the rio people are just like downstairs smoking in vegas and i'm just like what it's just such an interesting thing that when you don't see it and then you see it you're like oh but anyway so that's really the end she had some bags of popcorn and like i don't know like a a mcdonald's cup of water for her son i mean it's just like it was the weirdest end of a story um what was the blurb on it did you get a blurb yeah it's basically like he gets so he gets out january of 2023 which is tomorrow you know mm -hmm. very soon 
And then he's, yeah, that pro bono case is happening, whether he's going to sue the people for the stroke thing or whatever, but that's all we know. Okay. Well, let's move on. Next couple is Mark and Censore, which like really, it's really Mark and Alicia. What's the, what is her name? Alexius? Like, I, at one point he calls her Lexi and then I, then suddenly it's like yeah it's Alexi or Aloysius I even know I fucking but anyways <laughs> we never hear Sincere again so just so you know it's so funny because it's really could be called Mark because like they give us no no nothing about Sincere we don't know if she's talking to anyone else we know that she has more years did she you know a final comment nothing nothing no so we still have Mark and his stupid ass mom who's like along for the ride and now it's his 30th birthday and he's at some Italian restaurant, like in a strip mall. And all we're getting is this like ice fountain of his 30th birthday. And at some point, someone pours vodka down one chute and the ice goes right into his mouth. And then we get another one of his like, yeah, my life's going great. I make more money than anyone in the world. So it's like, money for my age. It's like, he's like, it's so crazy. He has such confidence of where he is in life and his whole ass horrible life is displayed on tv where he makes the dumbest weirdest like choice it's like the choices in the how you live your life is so truly disgusting and atrocious that nothing that you have would ever make me envious of you i don't care how much money you have the way you spend it is horrible you don't spend it you want to like your whole life of spending money or or, or creating wealth is just to then like give twenty dollars to like a poor desperate lady who's in prison who has to like talk to someone and it's you and you don't have to take them out on dates oh god it's disgusting he's so gross his mom i just want to like be like you've really like made a monster for the human race and especially because i guess he's heterosexual a horrible detriment to, to girls too like i think the mom should be like put on trial i mean i really do <laughs> like like he's like yeah i'm really happy for like where i am at at 30 and i'm sad that my mom just keeps telling me like i should get with normal girls but like i really like being with prison women because i feel like i'm giving somebody who has less than me an opportunity to grow and be in a better place and i'm like what a white savior complex also like all the women who chose his sperm something is wrong with them like was he just a cute baby because his mother is evident that as his genetic trait or his family lineage ages there is a transparency that happens to one's skin there is a a, a a losing of features because that mother looks like she in her confessional i did like her little barrette that she had on her hair like to keep her hair up but like in that confessional i just was like can she's what libby would look like if libby didn't wear any makeup right it's like just that like no features, just give me a little bit of shading underneath your eye. Give me a little brown liner. Give me a give me a little mascara. Give me something so that I see that you're not just like the uh, yeah a blank canvas of like a mannequin, like a form in in the a form. It's like she looks unfinished. You know what I'm saying? It just looks like she has no defining features. She yes. Quite look like Jessica, like Jessica, Jessica and Maurice, where Jessica looks like she's a mud person who doesn't have any features, and I wouldn't be able to pick her up out of the lineup. But like, she looks almost as bad. And like, Mark and his children are gonna have that same like situation. A P.S. I would just like to say that like I'm at 
in Vegas at the Rio and there is some kind of cowboy convention and there are cowboy hats and giant belt buckles and boots as far as the eye can see. And I saw a fabulous woman today and I had to fucking tell her like this bitch came out with like leather fringe, all black sleek with a cowboy hat. And I, I thought about it because I'm thinking about white women. She was white, obviously. And I said, this badass bitch, I, I literally was like, mom, I, I didn't say mom. I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, thank you. You look fabulous. And she was like, thank you. And I just was like, so I'm like, <laughs> when I see someone who looks like Mark's mom and I see this badass fringed bitch that I saw downstairs by the, in the casino, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I'll tell you a couple things. Yes, I agree with you. I want to say one thing. I completely agree that Mark has this white savior complex, but it's all a fucking ruse because his real deal is this. Yeah, I just really want to like get a woman, you know, like, so you turn her life around but really what he wants is like a horny bisexual would be better woman who has high toss like he has a he is literally just trying to find a woman to that's going to like have sex with him and whoever like he's it's he, all his questions questions leads to a he, to a breeding fetish and or sex questions everything is about me putting a baby in you or using sperm or do you hook up with women it's all that so i don't believe you being like we're trying to like revamp some lives here also i agree with Wa. this is the thing about i think that mark's mom is pretty i'll tell you what happened there's some styling choices some white women as they age get into the 80s blonde white hair bride look and they can't get out of it it's their natural hair and it's been bleached so much, the texture is bad, and the color itself washes them out, okay? Washes them out. So what you're seeing is Mark's mom, who has, like, her, like, too white hair, you know, like, too, you know, it's, like, whatever. Just, it should be toned in such a way that kind of, like, gives more, gives her a more natural finish with, like, some highlights and stuff, like, some dimensions. Really, to like, because the dimensions and the lowlights will act against features of her face and bring it out more. Yes, yeah, so that's what's happening there. Um, I, I, but, but I want to say, I, I think that Mark's mom is pretty. And so unfortunately, I also think that Mark was probably a very cute child who on his sperm donation is a picture of Mark's cute child. And, and you know, Mark's talking himself up. Honey, engineer, multimillionaire, boobity boo, smart as fuck, mental, and that thing, you know, like that's what he's putting on his, this all these girls are like, okay, I'll take that smart, rich kid without looking like, yeah, he's a nightmare monster to women. And his mom is just like, Hey, look what I made, I guess. Um, hey, why don't you talk to that girl in real life, that Asian girl over there that seems to be giving you attention? He's like, no, 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 no. But I will gather a motley crew of my friends who I feel like all these people are paid to be here. None of these people know this person in real life. There are just like old people, young people. None of them. There's not one person that looks like they know anyone else there. It looks like extras, okay? And they're just like suddenly singing him happy birthday, and like recording him and he's like, I just want to say for my 30th birthday, my present is the thing I already got, which is I'm going to FaceTime Lexi and ask her to be my girlfriend. And this woman who's in prison, who's going to get out in, I think, February is going to be like, sure. Every time we see Lexi, first of all, I know her name. Second thing is every time we see her, it's a completely different picture. One picture, they keep showing her. No, it's fine. Okay, let's move on. Whatever. I, you know, that's whatever. So yeah, basically that's just, they're dumb. Okay. He's dumb. He's just like, he gets Lexi to say that he, you know, they're going to be in a relationship. She gets out soon, but what's great for him. He's turning 30. I'll, I mean, I'll never <laughs> want to see him again, honey. I mean, like the thought of the thought of more Mark, honey, means like less breath in my life. 
Anything no. else about them? Let's move on to Melissa and Louie. Louie. Oh my god. Well, we find something very interesting about Louie. Louie's pick also looks a little bit like Dory's pick. Why does it look like a weird TikTok yeah. filter? So we got Melissa and she's hanging out with her dad on the pier or something. And is it not me or did her dad look like, I was like, oh, he's like 80. I mean, he might not be, but he, I was like, oh, he's older than I expected him to be. And she's not young. She's young. She's older than us. She's like 40. No, she's our age. She's... Oh. No, she's older than us. Um, so then she talks. She's like, yeah, dad, I feel like Donna's like you, you know, she's, she's like, I don't know, something controlling italian i love it controlling italian so the dad is like he's she's like let me call let me call her so she like high school three-way calls <laughs> high school three-way calls donna basically with her dad in tow and doesn't tell donna at all that her dad mm-hmm. is there until her dad just starts talking and then donna's like who the mm-hmm. hell is that and she's like oh it's my father it's my dad and then donna's like listen i have been on this long ass road for 10 years with my son and i'm gonna pick him up and i'm gonna be there with him like you are not gonna be there i don't think it's a good idea and and melissa's like you don't think that louie would want me there and you and here's the truth i'm gonna be i'm on donna's side because here's why if you have spent the last 10 years stressing out about your child and their drug addiction and doing everything that you could to ensure that they were fine. And then in the last fucking six months or nine months of their life, they meet some little skinny bitch. And all of a sudden that little skinny bitch is in your house asking you questions, talking about how much she, you, she loves your son. And all you can think about is like, I have been through the trenches with him. I'm going to get to see the fruits of my labor, literally, I would love to just be with my son for a couple of years and really usher him through the sobriety. And that will help me feel like the last 10 years weren't a waste of my time. I didn't do all this so that he could just ride off into the sunset with some woman and reap the benefits of everything that I wrought. Now, I understand that it's very, very selfish and that it is like, it shouldn't be the way, you know, and it shouldn't be that way. And we're not considering Louis' feelings in this at all. You're only considering your own feelings. But I understand Donna's point of view. It's like, no, just let me have some time with him. You just got here. Also, I don't like you. And I don't want to spend any more time with you. And I want to be comfortable. And I want to like see my son and not have to worry about you kissing. Like, you know, it's like the thing about the first time seeing someone and you're with someone else. It's like, so the first, like, who's going to run up first? Who's going to like kiss first? Is he, he going to be like making out with her the whole time while like, she's there? Like, it's. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. I get it. She's not, you know, it's, it, it's though very interesting and different from Justine's situation. We see how, like, different dynamics. So her dad's like, I think my daughter should go, you know? Yeah. And she's like, uh, great, not your decision. So don't care. Don't care about your, your opinion. And then so Melissa has to, like, sort of dance this line of being like, I'm trying to be really sweet to his mom, you know, so, like, we have a good relationship. But also, like, you know, tell him, like, I want to go. So we think about it, but can I go? And, you know, it's interesting because in my mind, I'm like, oh, you've already lost. Melissa, like the minute that you went to the yoga place and he told his mom that you had gone to Roku or whatever. I forgot. Roku is a streaming service. I forgot what the name is. Honey, whatever the yoga teacher's name. I've never. Rutu? Yeah. Like I, the mom knows about that, right? Like I feel like the mom heard, heard about that. And that I, Melissa, you got to like move on. But basically, 
Yeah, you know, she's like, going to go anyway. And her father says, I think you should go. And I think, I think they're not taking into consideration Donna's feelings. And the difference between, I think, Justine uh, or Michael and his mother and Donna and Louis is that Louis is like not taking care of his mother. He's been a drug addict. Like mm-hmm. he's, you know, mm-hmm. Mike went to prison to probably, he was taking care of his family most likely. And he is not a drug addict. And, he, you know, his, yet while he broke everybody's heart for going to prison, like they all know why, because he was fucking selling drugs and shit. Whereas Louis has been like a, not a thorn in his mother's side, but oh, one of the things that always stresses me out about like having kids. And one of the things I always thought about it when I was trying to, is that what if they fucking become drug addicts? Like wh- mm-hmm. what I am ill prepared and to, to do that in a healthy manner. Like I either would hover over them or I would just like, let them go. I'd be like Matt's mom and just be like, well, chose the drugs. Can't come into this house anymore. Like that's, I, I couldn't emotionally go through that because I would, I would feel like I'd done the best that I could and I would have warned them about drugs. And if they got addicted to something or, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not equipped yeah. for it. So I, it's a very hard world. And for those parents out there who have to deal with that, like, God bless, it's, it's difficult. And so I, I want to have a little bit more sympathy for Donna than I think Melissa understands. I, I get it. We have to let Louis live his life or whatever, but like Louis left, lived his life and he failed the first time. So like, let's, Ooh. let's, his mother is trying to make sure that doesn't happen again. Cause I don't, she probably can't go through it again, you know? And if Melissa isn't going to truly be prepared to do all the things in the way that Donna would want her to do, uh, I think she wouldn't feel comfortable with it. <sighs> I'll tell you, it also failed the dentistry that happens in jail because they have a little teaser where Melissa's like, so when Louis talks, he kind of talks without talking, without moving, without showing his teeth because he has no teeth. And they have then a picture of like Louis, like who had four teeth, honey, in the front of his mouth that were doing their own things and then was like basically like yeah like you know and i think i've heard this before in jail like the dentistry situation is like if you have a problem you all solve it i'll just pull it out so like you you know that's how they deal with like if you by the way just i just had like three cavities and it really stunk i had to go get like fillings and it was like sucky but yeah i guess it's like if you have cavities they're not going to like pay money to fill them maybe or they'll just pull them out so he doesn't have a lot of teeth and it like make, I'm sure like a yeah affects the way he talks and affects the way he feels about himself and I'm yeah. sure the way he presents himself. So, so basically, let me tell you this. So, it might be from oh. drug usage. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So like totally. it's also she's like I don't think I could kiss him with dentures and I'm like I don't how can you kiss him without? You're just like looking on gums. Well, I think what she said was like I don't want to go to bed at night thinking that my husband's teeth are by like on the nightstand and i'm like but you so you just want to like you just don't want him to have <laughs> teeth the option is teeth or no teeth you're picking no teeth <laughs> yeah it's so funny i did get a little of tea because i listened to first of all if you guys are not watching, listening to pink shade with aaron and mary Payne, you really should i heard on their podcast from them which you know who, yeah I, I find them to be credible sources that somebody from their like viewership the pink shades viewership 
they live in the neighborhood in which Melissa is a male person and they got a picture with Melissa and they got an update from Melissa that Melissa and Louis are trying to get into the next season or they're still like still talking with producers and stuff. So we may or may not see them next time in and in a, maybe I don't know if it's the next season or the season after, but they would be candidates for love after lockup for sure. So they're still together. Oh, they're called bunkies. That's what, um, that's what Mary Payne and, and Aaron's people are called. So, yeah. So a bunkie found that out and sent a picture. And so I just wanted to give our people that update, if you guys didn't know that. I love it. Yeah. So I, I, I can feel that because the update they gave us at the end is basically that they're still together and they are planning on, she's going to go to Georgia, it says. like So it's obviously not with his mom. Like, she's going to go on her own accord. It seems like, you know, like a couple weeks after he's out, she's going to let him, like, you know, deal his life. And that they're going to make their debut at their high school reunion, which I'm guessing is their 40, wait, 30 year high school reunion, right? 35, 45? I mean, okay. I don't, what year did I graduate? That year, it's this year. I mean, y- yeah, I think it's 20th, girl. I'm telling you, they're our age. I mean, even though my 20th anniversary, like high school. Melissa is not, I, okay, fine. Okay, fine. I just cannot. I will not. Melissa's not our age. Melissa's not. Our age. <laughs> you, you talk while I look it up. You talk while I look it up. So yeah, I, I'm like yeah. I feel like I saw those pictures of her, and she's like definitely graduated in like 2000, 2001, or whatever, 2002. Like she's within that age range. So I would have had my 20th high school reunion in 2020 because I'm class of 2000. So yeah, I mean, listen, all the best for them. Let me move on while you look for that. So um, let's move on to Ty and Hottie, which it isn't even Ty and Hottie anymore. It's just Ty and all of her shenanigans. This girl, she says that after being with, or after Hottie, his betrayal, she's really, really just like not the same. And I'm like, how? You talk to so many guys. Like, how did this one person like just disrupt your world like this? And so she and her friend go to a cemetery to do some like mahika some like black magic and whatnot. Chris, you have an update? So yes, for some reason she thinks, for some reason she's cosplaying as our age. But, I mean, <laughs> So wait, how old is she? <laughs> how old is she? It says she's 39 in 2022. Boy, do I look good. Yeah, so ties in the cemetery with her homegirl and whose home, the homegirl's wig is laid. Okay, that is mm-hmm. a, whatever that, I don't know, body wavy, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know about like, to be honest with you. But that wig is laid, okay? And they get out and it's raining. So it's very like what I would consider like Louisiana, <laughs> like I'm in rainy cemetery weather. And sh- they put out some kind of blanket and they start like manifestation or whatever. Now, here's my thing. Every single time I have been underneath an umbrella, I still get wet. Now, it may not be at the direct top of my head, but it's definitely like around me, right? Like, my, the side, my back, like whatever is wet. So I don't understand how these two are sitting here on this blanket and not soaked from the bottom up. And then at some point, the friend just Sorry, holds on. one umbrella. And then you know when you have an umbrella, like the water cascading off the sides, that is what's wetting wetting you. So it's like, how how is it that the blanket isn't all wet? Everything they have isn't all wet? What kind of weather, what kind of rain is this? Is it warm rain? It looks like it is. But like, it's just very, very annoying to me because I get very frustrated with rain when I'm still wet after having a large umbrella. Chris? It's one of those, like, it's a, it's a weird scene because 
lots of things or in a cemetery about to do some weird weird ritual to like either manifest a man or a baby or both into ty's life but yeah it's rainy and sunny and there's a rainbow it's like it some things it is it is pouring down rain on them yet behind them is full sun so it almost feels like at, and they keep cutting back and forth and the rain is so powerfully falling on them and yet it is so sunny and at behind them that it sometimes looks like just above them if they had widened the shot, we would see just like different PAs just like yeah. spraying them down, like right above yeah. only their heads, you know, like, but yeah. So, you know, we knew that she was doing this weird ass ritual in the fucking cemetery because they had that fake fight with her daughter before yeah. or whatever. And yes. Yeah, so and Marcus, Mar Marquise Marquise calls, calls. calls. And so they're like, ooh, he called right at the right time. That means that he's the one for you. And then when the friend tries to put the baby clothes away, she's like, don't do that. Don't mess with my manifestation. And then she, he, she's like, baby, it's a rainbow. And then Marquise is like, oh, what you think at the end of it? And I was like, this is a, if a man, if I ever said, oh my God, it's a really pretty rainbow. And a man were to, his response would be like, what's at the end of it? I'm like, nothing, jackass. I'm not a kid. I don't believe in leprechauns and shit. Like, what? Just pretty. It's just a pretty, uh, you know, nature phenomenon. Stop with the, you know, nonsense. It's romantic. He wants it to be like, yeah, he wants it to be like, well, there's a pot of gold at the end of this. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's not even, that's not even like, can we give the Irish people back their culture? <laughs> is that cultural? Is that cultural appropriation? Listen, I stand with the Green Isle, okay? I stand with the Irish folk taking back their rituals and I'm not, I, you know, I feel like they were culturally appropriating you know, that sentiment. So there's that. But yeah, the baby clothes. And also then when Marquise calls, she sits on somebody's tombstone. I said, if she doesn't get her black ass off of that person's tombstone, stand the fuck up and put, do something. There's some sure there's a ledge or something. She literally sat on a tombstone. I love Ty. No, like, you know, it's like, there's gonna every scene has horrible acting and horrible like you know sketch work or whatever and i i will thank ty because for some of them some of them are just done in a weird and charming way and ty i feel like ty gives me the feeling that she sat with producers and they gave her dumb ideas and she's like okay well is that what you want me to do let me see if i can make it better and give them a little tie and then ty would just like one up them i don't know she just feels like her her segments were just adorable but yeah, basically what's happened since filming is that she Hottie still tries to hit her up and we don't even know what's happening with Boston. We can assume that he's still talking to Boston. I mean, last we heard Boston and him were together. Like Boston was like, cool, you're out now. Good. Because we're both engaged and you're done. Cool. So whatever. We don't even know if that's happening that. And I would like to know. George seemed there a bit. <laughs> and that uh, Ty is dating a man in real life. And we see him who's like a rather big guy. Like he like she like pushes him on the bed. She's like gonna get up on him, but it's also still, you know, talking to jail people. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't see all that. The last thing I saw was them sitting on uh, her sitting on the tombstone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jessica and Dustin, she's a fool for him, and this was really embarrassing for me to watch, and it mm -hmm. was embarrassing for me to see her cry, and it uh, mm -hmm. it was embarrassing for me to see her daughter go and hug her and tell her everything is going to be okay and she really feels like you know she's in love with him and so unfortunately she that was one of the clearest things that she said at the end of her segment was that because I feel the way I feel I think that he's the love of my life and so with that I'm like okay so she understands that it's crazy 
but because she can't help the way she feels, this is why she's on this path. So she's got to see it to fruition or else she's going to feel like, you know, there's nothing there's that she gave up on something. And she also says there's nothing for her in Florida. She wants a new life. So something's happened to just Jessica that we're not aware mm-hmm. of. Something happened to her and which is, was sparked this descent into madness. Midlife crisis. I feel like she had a full fucking midlife mm. crisis. She just blew up. She wants to blow up everything and start anew. She wants to burn the whole thing down and like, you know, like career gone area that you've known gone, you know, like your friends that you have there don't need them, you know, like there's something that can happen. Yeah. You get swept away with the ideas of the things that is going to give your life purpose, whether that thing is a career or whether that thing you have labeled as like, or you're uh, the person that is the love of your life, because it's like saying someone is the love of your life gives you the justification to do whatever it takes for you to be with that person because it's like that romanticized idea is well this is the person for me there's going to be no other one for me this is the person that was sort of ordained for me it feels divine that this person and me know each other and so what am i supposed to do but follow the divinity of this or whatever am I'm using the divinity wrong be like what am I supposed to do but cosmically not follow what feels like my predestined soulmate you know what I'm saying it's like if you put that label on someone it would be very hard to then just be like but I'm turning my back on him because he's an addict and I just can't you know like ruin my life so but I'll just always know that he's my soulmate just dying you know somewhere in a different date I never talked to him you know what I'm saying it's a weird thing yeah but anyway, so she's pacing and moving, you know, her daughter is like still there. She's like, well, we have to like move soon, you know, and the girl's like, I don't feel like it's, this is real. This scene with her daughter doesn't feel real either, nor did this whole season. Like, I don't like this. I hate every scene with her daughter because it feels stiff. It feels fake. But at the same time, it also feels like real, like she's actually doing this. So, I mean, there is no comfort to be had. We're just like watching this person. It's like, watch. you know what it is? I never liked watching Intervention. I don't like watching people hurt themselves. I can't watch someone do like intravenous drugs or something. Like I, it's not like, you know, it, it, it like makes me like, Ooh, you know, and it kind of in the same way. I cannot just sit there and watch like a five minute scene of this woman be like, well, bye daughter that I should be taking care of. That is, you know, not fully formed as a human, but I'm going to leave you. And her idea is like, well, I've always had my daughter, you know, like, but it's like, well, has her daughter, has your daughter always had you? The fact that your whole thing is like, why would you want to live with your dad? Like, you're not going to have it as great as like doing whatever you want with me. It's like, because it seems like someone here should have a goddamn structure and like grounded truth where we talk about like, what are, how do you live your life? And what, how, how are choices affecting that? And I don't think that you as a parent is the good one, is the better one. I'm so happy she's staying with her dad. I don't know who her dad is, but it just seems like maybe it's a little more stable. The fact that she chooses so easily her dad, even in the face of her dad having a little more structure, I think speaks volumes. Yeah. Speaks volumes. It really, really does. Dustin's this call, by the way, while they're packing after all this, it's like, by the way, just so you know, if you're thinking you're making a bad decision, just so you know, Dustin has even more time now because, you know, he used. So he's going to have even more time in a sense. So yeah, go ahead and move to a place that he's never going to come out of and yeah uproot your whole life to move to where he is he's never going to be out of it (laughs) yeah and then she starts boo-hooing i mean just like the what did i do to deserve this and i just keep thinking you are picking 
probably one of the worst scenarios to put yourself in. Like not only is your person you're picking every day. You chose every day to deserve this. You're choosing every yeah, day to deserve this. You're you're not choosing somebody who like it, it was fine and now is like having a mental like a physical ailment or has cancer. Or, you know something like that. Like where you're just like, wow, this is completely out of my control. Like I love this person and everything is normal and this wild thing happens. Like no, you pick somebody who's already in a kind of crazy place. And then you find out that they have an addiction to drugs and you were just like already had the tattoo on your belly so you felt like you needed to go forward and then like now you realize that they're going to get even more time and you're just you aren't able to let it go cut your losses you know there is in business the time in which you have to cut your life your losses because if you don't you are you are anchoring yourself to a sinking ship and it takes the ability to be like i failed this failed or I was wrong, you know, because, and it's a shitty thing to have to think about that. And the pride of being like, all right, this venture failed. I bought this thing. You know, like, let's just say this was an investment or buy, let's just say you bought a house and you thought it was gonna do really well. And in 10 years time, there's a pandemic and the real estate market breaks through and the house that you bought that was a million dollars, honey, is now 500,000. And someone is, and you're just like, ah, but if I, do I stay with the house and try and build it up and it's a million dollar house? Do I try? I bought it for a million. I thought it'd be great. Or do I sell it at 500000 and just fucking move on with my life? And the thought is if I don't sell it for 500000 move on with my life, that in two years it's actually going to be 200000 and I would have just like lost even more, you know? And it's, so it's a shitty moment to try and decide when to cut your losses and run. And it feels like we're seeing Jessica go all in. I'll just move to a different metaphor. On a poker hand where she has nothing and the house has like a full fucking ha- a full fucking room. Suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! What do you call it? Suit. Straight. A straight. The house has a straight honey of nothing. You've had nothing. You've had one jack. You had one jack, honey. Okay, it was a jack of spades, and you thought you were going to get a couple of jacks, maybe some kings. You like she, yeah, she is. She could move to Tennessee and get the new life she wants. It would just have to be without Dustin. And that's the thing that I was like, why are you not okay just moving to Tennessee by yourself and figuring it out? Like, get on them dating apps, find you a, a, a nice person. Tennessee is beautiful. And when I was there, Tennessee. folks were really nice, you know? Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. So, like, You're right. No, I mean, yeah. Blend an eyeshadow. Yeah, just go uh-huh. over there and, like, start a new life. Like, I, you know, do do the thing, but you don't have to do it with a young guy who spent most of his life in and out of prison who has a drug addiction. That doesn't sound like fun to me. <laughs> yeah. Basically the the follow up of her is that she's moved she moved to Tennessee where in fact she had that house so we kind of knew she had to because she would have like lost money in a house and she was like, "You know, I'm just gonna double down. I'm going to uh more poker references." That's because obviously was in vegas and so that's what's happening it's a theme she's like i'm gonna go go ahead and get another tattoo of his name oh my god <laughs> that's what happened she got another tattoo and it's like i don't know why i call it tats too but it's two tats it's tats too it's the tats the second tat that's basically it for them and that's the end of the season honey what a season yeah i wonder if we're gonna get more like sean and sarah because i'm looking at his dumb face because i'm like just looking at his dumb face right now i'm like Mm-hmm, are we mm-hmm, gonna, mm-hmm. Are we gonna... a lot. 
<laughs> yeah. Thank you. Are we going to get more? Like, who are we going to get next episode? That's what I wonder. Because I haven't done any research on it. But, you know, that would be interesting. Maybe I should do the research now. Let's see. Okay. By the way, I just find out. I like, think it's so funny that, and then they were like, oh, by the way, Emily and Dory are still together. She still hasn't visited him. Emily and Dory. Remember them? Emily and Dory. Yeah, they're still together. She doesn't visit him. Period. The end. We don't know anything about smoke. We don't think about Pips Week. We don't care. You know, like, just the way that they didn't give us you know, certain ideas. Like, I, I think it's crazy that we don't know what happened with Sensor Ray. I think, like, she was one of the people that was a couple. Even if you're going to go follow Mark, you're not going to least one sentence. Sensor Ray wishes she never talked to Mark. <laughs> you know, I mean, it could have been anything. <laughs> and also Boston and Hottie. I'm just like, but they're together. Can you, you have to either tell us that they're together or not together, at least. That's, you have to. Oh, look, The Jeweler and the Thief is the title of, of Love After Lockup Season 4. Let me, let me go to that one. Let's see. Let's see what that is. Jeweler and the Thief. Season four, episode 31. My loves, can you believe it? Another beautiful season done in the heartache and triumphs of people finding love in and out of prison, you know, and or people finding love. I mean, that's like what's so interesting is because, you know, your girls do 90 Day Fiance. So there's some similar themes of people wanting love and wanting companionship and on the quest for that. And opening up the horizons of the dating pools in which you, you you choose, you know? So Beyond Hinge, I feel like, is Matt Sharp's. <laughs> Beyond Hinge is like Matt Sharp's thing. Other than that, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are DocuSweeties on Instagram, DocuSweeties1, and on TikTok and Twitter. Do you have any other updates for us before I gave that information? Well, I didn't give that information a while, but do you have any more updates No, for us? I'm really bad at research, so, so like, I don't know how to Google, and I know that sounds stupid to say, but I really don't, so it's not giving me the information. <sighs> That's fine, because you learned audacity for us, so truly, you're doing the Lord's work, but I do feel like I need you to play a little Buffalo Gold. <sighs> You got to see them Russian uh, Buffalo. You got to see them Buffalo and Stamp. It only tells me just Justine because, you know, it's hard to search like season four. It's like because it's all the run on yeah. cat. Like it's just like so dumb. I'm sure somebody. Uh, wait, season four. It says Indian Harry, Tiffany and Kevin, Taylor and Chance, Rick and Radine and Martell and Kayla. I don't know who those people are. I think that's old. Hmm. Okay. Like, obviously, you no know, Chance and Taylor is like, okay. Okay. Also, as was stated, because you can see me and not her, and also at one point my mic went out, we are broadcasting on Patreon. Patreon. Not. <laughs> so if you would like to see the visual visual of me when my mic went out, it would be on <laughs> patreon.com backslash. What is it called? DocuSweeties. Patreon.com slash DocuSweeties. So you can join us for $10 a month. You can see the visuals of what you are listening to with your ears and some um, extra stuff that we do. We have a like live session with the gals every first Monday of the month. And we're going to be adding more stuff in 2023 um, as our lives kind of equal out and we get past the holidays. So do that so you can get that insider you know, bit of information. Great. And obviously more Harry and Megan coming out. That's already there. But episode two and three on the way, as well as 90 Day HEA, which comes out Sunday. So happy holidays, honey. Uh, days, especially if you want to just go into a reality coma, <laughs> you can. Wait, who's who's Harry and Megan? Oh, Harry and Megan. It's the <laughs> docuseries we're talking about on Netflix. <laughs> I know you're still talking oh, about Harry and Megan. Have you heard of Megan actually yeah, Markle? I, I wanted to call her that. Megan actually Because there's a Harry and Indy, right? And then there's a Megan, not Markle, and Mike. So, like, I my mind just, like, blew up. And I was like, Harry and Mike, Harry and Megan, Harry and Megan. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? 
I had to ask it. Okay, great. All right. So thank you guys so much for joining us and we will see you in our next episode. So be on the lookout. Okay. Bye. Bye.